0: <clears throat> I sure am glad to be here with you today and got a good group. Thank you for coming. We are gonna have a not only a good day but a good year. We're going to get through this virus, maybe the good Lord willing, and get strung out back into our normal lives and get our everything patched up and get started again. So it's going to be great. Sure appreciate having my oldest son lead singing today. Uh, but he's a good song leader. I sure appreciate him. He uh, sung some songs that's going to go right along with our lesson. I don't know if you noticed his chest was sticking out a little extra today, because he's a new grandpa last week. Colin, his son, and his wife, Nikki, had a new baby boy. They named him, I've got to read this carefully here now, KL Eduardo. Did I do that right, Hank? KL Eduardo. KL has to do with Scottish warriors. Eduardo, something to do with Spanish, something or the other. Because he's a Scot and she's a comes from Panama. So, that, <laughs> hey, that little fella's got lots to live up to there. Also, I'm happy to have my youngest son and part of his family here with me today. The boys, I guess all I got left is two, I had three, but they take a pretty good care of the old man. I Last week, early in the week, Hank called me and said, say old man, you gonna try to get that buyer shot? And I said, just as soon as I can, but man, I dread all that rigmarole to go through to get it. You gotta call, write off, fill out forms, and don't know where to go. And I said, I hate all that, hate calling on telephones. He said, well, I'll do all that for you. I said, good for you. Have at it. So he did and went through all that rigmarole. And he said, all you got to do is just drive down there to Lake Charles to a certain Walgreens store and walk in there at 9 o'clock. So that's what I done. It was just as easy as falling off of a log backwards, as they say, out in the country. And I got my first virus shot. didn't hurt me. Looking forward to my second one, February the 2nd. So you... Those of you who are a little on the older side, go on out there and get your kids to fill out all that old paperwork (laughs) and stuff. Get it done. I'm going to do something today I've never done before in my life. I'm going to dedicate this sermon. I'm going to dedicate it To the memory of my middle son who died about a year and a half ago. Some of you knew him. He was Rod, William Rodney. I'm going to dedicate it because it was the last sermon I heard him preach. He uh, preached up around North Louisiana a good bit. He lived in Shreveport and he went to a, a large congregation in the church up there. And he preached frequently for them when the preacher was gone or something, taught classes and things. I was not present when he preached the sermon, but I listened to it on my uh, computer and internet. It's the last one I heard him preach. I was very impressed with his sermon. Rod was a good preacher. The sermon that he preached not only impressed me, it moved me. And I hope and pray that as you listen to it today, you'll be moved and impressed also. After I heard him that day, I jotted down some notes about his sermon on a sheet of paper and laid it in a certain spot on my desk where I keep sermon ideas Got a pretty good pile of them there and forgot it for a year or two, about a year. But the last few weeks I looking down through that pile of paper and I run across that. And I said, I'm gonna put that together, and I did. I hope you like it. This is the last song I heard my last sermon I heard my middle son preach. And the name of it is The books of Judgment Day. There's a Hank sang about the Judgment Day in his songs today, so there's lots about the Judgment Day in the Bible. Many, many places, verses, books, writers write about it. Hebrews chapter 9, 27. It is appointed on the man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. Amen. you got two certain appointments you're going to keep. Unless Jesus comes back while you're still alive, you'll die. All of us. <laughs> There's a whole book, a whole chapter. The book of Genesis says this, talking about a whole bunch of people. And it goes down and it says, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. The whole chapter. Well, nothing new about that. Doesn't surprise us. Because that's an appointment we know we'll keep, but just as surely as that one, you're going to keep your appointment at the judgment day when we stand before the judgment bar of God. Over in the book of uh, Peter, I believe it's the fourth chapter of Peter. I was supposed to have it, here it is. Listen to this For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first began at us, what shall be the end of those that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? More than anybody else though, Jesus talked about the judgment day over and over. Paul was writing about that in chapter 14 of Romans verse 11 and he said, It is written, saith the Lord, that's something Jesus said, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess, and every man shall give an account of himself before God. That's the day of judgment. There's a great deal about this day in the book of Revelation. In fact, the last four chapters of that whole book deal with three primary subjects. The judgment, heaven, and hell. And I'm going to take our text from that area of the Bible in Revelations chapter 20. I want to read several verses beginning with verse 11. Now listen carefully. And I saw a great white throne. Sometimes we call this the white throne throne judgments you've heard that expression before that's where it comes from I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the heavens and the earth fled away and there was found no place for them and I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. If you were listening to that, you'll notice it said the books were open <clears throat> that's plural, and another book. And as a matter of fact, we find from our other readings that we'll read today, that there were three books at the judgment day. Now, I don't know exactly how God's going to have that court up there in heaven lined out whether he's going to be sitting up there on his throne or before a table but on before them on the table or whatever it is there's going to be three books laying there and all of us are going to be judged out of those three books the first one you're going to find laying before you when you stand before him someday you know we're going to be judged up there by ourselves. We're going to step up there by ourselves before God. You know, I've talked to somebody and they said, My goodness, if God stops and talks to everybody that's ever lived, that's going to take a long time. See, you're trying to put time in heaven. Ain't no time in heaven. That's eternity. The clocks have stopped. There's no more minutes seconds hours ticking it may take he might spend a week just judging me time's not going to mean anything to you while you waiting out there with all the rest to be judged because see time shall be no more but we're going to be judged and the first one we're going to run into he's going to open the word of God it's going to be laying right there that bible that you have, I bet you you've got one or two or three in your home. It's called our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. In Hebrews, the book of the writer Hebrews starts this way. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, that is many different ways, spoke unto us by the prophets. But he has in these last days Spoken unto us by His Son. That's what we're going to be looking at. The Bible has called our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It gives us instructions for living here so we'll be ready for that day when we die. You know, and the saddest thing about this whole thing is even though the Bible is going to be right there laying before God on the judgment day... Uh, it's so available to everybody. Our final test, we can get ready and prepare for it. I know when I was going to school and I knew I had a final test coming up and the teacher said, we're going to be covering chapters one through 12. What do you think I did? I got home, I opened my book, I started chapters one through 12 over and over. I tried to get ready for the final test. And the Bible is going to be laying there. And it sh- we should be ready. Nearly every family in the United States of America has a Bible in it. There's a hundred, on average, there's 168,000 Bibles sold in this country alone every day. We should be ready. You can get it on tape. You can get it on records. You can get it on your phone. It's available completely. I, I don't know if I ever told you. I think I told you about Richard Trump. He was laying on his back. And he got to where he couldn't open his Bible to read anymore. He was dying in the hospital. And I went to see him. And he said, the thing that bothers me most is I can't read my Bible. I said, we can fix that. I went and got him a little machine. Rod helped me, say. My son Rod helped me up there. He got a little machine that you just puts your earphones on, punch a button and tell the little woman where you want her to read and they just start reading to you. I was so impressed I told Rod to go back and get me one because when I get where I can't read I want to have one and I got it laying right there Ready. And I'll get hanker rod when I am laying on my bed and can't move. I say, get that thing so I can hear my Bible. We've got the Bible available to us. <clears throat> there is no reason we can't get ready for our final test. Ninety-two percent of the families in this country own a Bible. The Apostle Paul said, "I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation." And he wrote Timothy. his young uh, preacher friend, he said, preach the word. Be urgent, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not heed sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they'll turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry." Timothy you preach the word of God because we're going to meet it again in the day of judgment the word of God gives us all things that pertain unto life and unto godliness and here the Bible says itself heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away it'll be laid there On the judgment bar of God, as one of the books that we will encounter, and yet so few, in reality, study it, honor it, reverence it, and yet we're going to meet it in the day of judgment. I'm just thinking of the our beloved country here. Imagine the rest of the world, Buddhist. Islamist, those who follow Hindu religions, and in so on and so forth, few of them have access to the word of God. And they, along with so many, even of us in this enlightened country, won't be ready to face our final exam on the day of judgment. You will meet the Bible after your death at judgment. But the second book that we encounter that day is our book of deeds. Somebody in heaven is recording everything you do, every thought you have, everything about you. That's just a little bit scary, isn't it? You know, we are pretty vain people in a way. Many people think, well, I'd like to have my life recorded. In fact, a lot of people write their biography or their autobiography or have it written by somebody else. I started one one day. I really did. That wasn't all that long ago. I got thinking, well, you know, I've had some pretty interesting little things. And uh, somebody might want to read that one day. I think I'll just write me a little autobiography. I started it. You know what? I hadn't had a name for it. My early years in the Great Depression. You see, I was born in 1926. The Great Depression started about 1929 through about 1934 or five. So my young years was pretty interesting. That was kind of hard times. Y'all have heard of the Great Depression, hadn't you? That wasn't so long ago you hadn't heard of it, surely. Okay. And so I was going to write. And I got about 18, 20 pages. And I kind of got bored with it. Wadded it all up, throwed it in the basket. There went my autobiography. (laughs) Listen to what Job says. 1923. Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were printed in a book. But little did Job know they would be and we have all about Job in a wonderful little book in this Bible that we'll meet again. His words were kept in a book. But why are you surprised? Your things and thoughts and deeds, everything about you. Now, if you've got a Somebody that you're real close to, like if you got a good marriage. Me and my wife had about as good a marriage as you have. I love that woman dearly. She knew nearly all about me. You see, you heard what I said. Because as dearly as I love that woman and as much as we shared everything virtually, there was a few things I didn't even tell my darling wife, Pat. And you have some secrets too. I'm pretty sure those closest to you, the ones that you dearly love, the ones you interact with every day, they don't know all about you. But guess what? God does. He knows your your thoughts, your intents of your heart, your motives. The things that you think about in the dark of the night when nobody knows. It's written down in a book in heaven and it will be open that day. All of the deeds and thoughts and the secret sins, God little, it's going to all hang out. Flapping in the breeze like the clothes on a clothesline. No editing, no redos, no erasing this part. Oh, that's why I'm so glad I'm a Christian and follow Jesus Christ. Because my bad stuff is being washed away, brought it out by the blood of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 1 John chapter 1 verse 17. If we walk in the light. As he is in the light. We have fellowship one with the other. And the blood of his son Jesus Christ. Washes away our sins. If we here as a Christian are living under the blood. Under the shadow of of the forgiving Son of God, when we die, none of our sins that He's taken away will be brought up. But if you're not a Christian, every sin and bad thought and evil deed that you've done in your whole life will be brought up in a book of remembrance that lays before Almighty God on His judgment table. Romans 2.6, To every man according to his deeds. You may not feel a need for Christ and His power and His love and His forgiving power of his blood here in this world you may can live without it I'll tell you you're going to sure wish you had it when you face God in the judgment and everything is brought up there before him on his judgment seat and the third and last book is going to be laying before him is the book of life it's the book that God has kept. His own personal little book of everybody that ever lived. Starting with Adam right down to the end of time. You'll have your name on that, in that book. The Bible tells us that. The last prophet of the Old Testament. Uh, let's see. Malachi. Had this to say in chapter 3. Listen. Oh. Uh, Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord, and in that day I'll make my jewels, and I will spare them as a son spareth his own son that serveth him. There's a book there. He's writing in it. And your name is in it. Jesus promised in Luke chapter 10 verse 24. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's hard for us to imagine. When God was creating the heavens and the earth. He created all these stars. And there is a thousand stars. That's what scientists tell me. I never did count them. never could count them. That's what they tell me. There's a thousand times as many stars as there are all the people that have ever lived in the world. Now see, that's a lot of stars. But you know what? God named every star. He calls them by name. So don't worry. He knows your name. He knows what you've done. It's right there in the book of remembrance. Revelation chapter 3 verse 5. Your name someday will be read out loud when you stand before the judgment bar of God for your final test so in conclusion when we act on our faith in Jesus Christ turn away from our sins repent, confess our faith in him and we're baptized into Jesus Christ we become a Christian and at that time God records our name in a very special book over here Your name is written down right there. And God counts you as his son. That's a very special, special thing. And Jesus said, if you'll be faithful unto me till you die, you'll be carried right on from God's great throne there before his books, right on into the portals of heaven by the very angels themselves, who will be your pallbearers, a crown of life. But if you don't all of your deeds will be flaunted out there written in a book read out loud with your name before every person that ever lived in the whole world and you will be cast into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I'll tell you what I'm going to do to close this thing. I'm going to read you the last ten verses of the whole Bible. Now there's lots in that Bible, and it's all important. But I want to read you when God decided to close the whole Bible down. That's the end of it. I'm going to read you the last ten verses. Please listen to them. This is God speaking to us. Jesus himself starts and says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work as it shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter into the gates into the city. For our Lord words are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters. and Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify these things unto you in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bride and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely." For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away the words of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city. And from the things that are written in this book, he that testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. I don't know what's going to happen on the great last day. I can read a good bit about it in the Bible and I can guess some things. It's going to come when we think not. At a time when the world says, well, that don't amount to anything. That's just a lot of baloney, all this coming back a last day, final day when we all say peace in the valley, that's when it's going to happen when we're not ready like a woman taken in labor all of a sudden, I remember Rod when he was born, 2 o'clock in the morning, see, I wasn't ready it's going to happen when we don't know it but when it happens, everybody's going to know it. And we can all be there together. Everybody that ever lived in that judgment hall of God. And in these books is going to be there. Oh, you better hope the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed away the stuff in your life. I, I'm thankful he has by. I tell you, I don't want all of my old trash brought out up there and then besides I want to go to heaven did you hear them last ten verses of the whole Bible folks we got to be ready for the judgment day we can help you become a Christian if you're not one we'll do that today if you're a Christian and hadn't been straight and true. We will get together and pray with God for you and get you back on the right road today. If you need to respond to the gospel, won't you come or we stand and sing.